Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio. Gonna tell it like it really is We know Haney doesn't give a sh Silencing critics, eliminate misses Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better Everybody knows the name, read about it We're golf teachers, hall of fame, never doubt it It's time for the truth, here's our dude You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney You're listening to Haney it's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. One day after two huge events, Super Bowl 54 and the WMPO, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Steve Johnson, the great predictor here with you today with Minnesota Tim. And as you know, we are we're taping this on Sunday night, so we just we just had uh, adrenaline going. Have, you still have adrenaline going, Tim? Yeah, it's going. I, I would say it's going for sure. So, what did you think uh, we were gonna? We were thinking about doing the taping during the fourth quarter, and at that time, the San Francisco 49ers were up by ten. Did you think it was over, or what? What did you think? Do you think that the game was uh, it was done? It's never over when Patrick Mahomes, um, one of the greatest and most electric quarterbacks in the NFL, Steve, is uh, has the football. And um, what we saw at the end of the fourth quarter was what we've seen from Patrick Mahomes in the entire playoffs. I mean, versus the Texans, they were down 24-0. Um, I forget who they played last week. But um, anyway, the now you go into the Super Bowl. They're down 20 to 10. What, seven minutes left? They get the ball. Of course, Patrick Mahomes makes it an insane play on third and 15. Um, it looks like their backs are against the wall. 49ers basically need one more stop to win the game. Sure enough, Patrick Mahomes throws a 44 yard pass to Tyree Kill and um, gets him back in the game immediately. So he's without a doubt. Ah. This isn't a hot take. He is the most electrifying quarterback ever in NFL history. Really? Absolutely. Wow. I mean, he did look very poised. Third-year quarterback. He looked very poised, but he didn't look like uh, – what, what's the guy's name from the Florida team, the, uh, the, the guy that was the MVP of the league this year? Uh, he was not on the Florida team. He was on the Baltimore team. Lamar Jackson. Baltimore. There, there you go, Lamar Jackson. He's better than him? Absolutely. Not even close. A much more pure, more of a pure thrower of the football. 
Lamar Jackson, he's electric, and he can run around, and he can scramble, very similar to Michael Vick from the Atlanta Falcons back in the heyday in the Eagles. But Patrick Mahomes, he was the NFL, he was the NFL uh, MVP the year prior. He was the NFL MVP last year. And right. he is just, oh, he is so amazing. He can take a deficit that is 24 points and just flip it in a heartbeat. That's how great he is. Yeah. Not a lot of panic in his game, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, congratulations, Kansas City Chiefs. What, 50 years not winning a, a Super Bowl? Is that what the deal is? Yeah, it's been a long time. And a couple of things to, to, uh, a couple of things to point out. They beat the Minnesota Vikings back in the 1970s to win a Super Bowl, by the way. A um, couple of things to point out. One, Andy Reid, head coach in the NFL for a long, long time now a Super Bowl champion. So a huge congratulations to Andy Reid. It's exciting that he finally got his ring, ran into Bill Belichick and Tom Brady when he had Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens, and now he's got the, opportun- now he's got the opportunity to put a ring on his finger for the first time. And uh, this cements his legacy, puts him into the Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. Uh, exciting for him. And another point, Steve, here. So the NFL is all about the quarterback play. And... Um, that's important, clearly, obviously. No shit, Tim. No duh. Um, <laughs> but the but the point, um, th- this point is huge. So Patrick Mahomes was on a rookie contract still. And before mm-hmm. he gets this next huge deal, he's going to get a huge deal. There's no doubt about it. But because he's on a rookie contract, that allows so many more weapons around him, like Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, an offensive line, uh, some good defensive players, Sammy Watkins. Once he signs this next huge deal, they're not going to have the luxury to have these options around him. So the fact that he won a Super Bowl already on his rookie contract just means that his career is just going to explode. And I don't know, it's just, it's uh, it's it's remarkable what he's been doing. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've done a great job of putting the, both of those teams together. You see guys making plays on both sides of the ball. This guy Jones on the Kansas City defense, a uh, defensive lineman. Yeah, he must have not. He knocked down clean three balls, three passes from uh, from the 49ers, right, right at the line of scrimmage. He deflected a number of other passes. It's unbelievable. These guys, I mean, they're huge, 360, 70 pounds, moving around, getting hit, getting punched, and they've got the heads up to see where that ball is and put their hands up at the right time. And, and uh, I, I tell you what, I don't like watch a lot of football, Tim, you know that. And I especially haven't watched, I, we don't get here in Dallas. We don't get a lot of the 49er games and the Kansas city games. Eh, you know, they're always, uh, they're always a secondary game when the Cowboys are playing. Unbelievable teams, man. They've got all of these different formations and, one of the things that amazed me was well, one thing that I haven't seen in a number of years, I think almost 10 years, they show the sidelines, Tim. You know when they're showing the sidelines tonight in the Super Bowl? Yeah. And both of the head coaches had big sheets of paper in their hands. They're talking on the, the headset. They're engaged in the game. They're part of the game. They're dictating, you know, they're, they're directing the game. And I'm thinking, why, why doesn't Jason Garrett with the, the ex-Dallas Cowboys head coach, why, why didn't he ever do that? Just it, it amazed me. He was never in the Super Bowl by one, so that, that, that matters. Well, I'm, uh, I'm talking about even a regular game. I mean, a Super Bowl, anyone can choke. I mean, you've got 160 million people watching the game. It's, you've got a lot of pressure on you. And... These guys are still engaged. Heck, during a regular season game, Jason Garrett can't even, I mean, you, you don't know what he's doing. Well, Kyle Shanahan is not having a great uh, Super Bowl history so far in his young NFL career. He was the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons when they blew the 28-3 to lead versus the Patriots in the second half. And now Ooh. in the fourth quarter, up 20-10 to with seven minutes left, um, the uh, head coach of the 49ers, all of a sudden the Kansas City Chiefs, which they've been doing to a lot of teams, but not any of the teams with a defense um, that has as much quality on it 
as the San Francisco 49ers, one of the best in the league. Um, so, yeah, it was a remarkable Super Bowl. Uh, what, what did you think about the halftime show? Did you watch it? I watched some of it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing because you know what? You, you want to watch the, the, the ads, you know, all the, all the advertisements, all the commercials. Yeah. So you got, no, you got no time to take a little break, no time to go to the uh, restroom. You know, so I, I had to, I had to take a little break, and I thought, you know what, I've seen J Lo before. I, I'm I'm not too excited about her. I, I wasn't too I wasn't too hot on Shakira. I mean, all every song sounded the same. She looked like she was dancing at a men's club. Um, it just I didn't I I didn't really I I didn't get into that. What What about you? Well, Steve, if you're a single male uh, in the country and you watch the halftime show and you really dove into it um <laughs> you were a big fan let's just say it, let's just say it that way okay okay break as- it down for me break it down Could you, well, let's talk about shakira because you uh, that's the only one i saw okay but, yeah. what, what what was so hot about shakira what was so hot about shakira steve you might want to check out twitter uh a little bit tonight and just uh search it a little bit in your in your window um however give me a preview, however, give me a preview of it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a little preview. Okay, how can I, how can I, how can I preview this? Um, let's just say there are a total of four cheeks not on the face. Ooh, okay, okay. <laughs> Does that make sense? Wow. wow. Yeah, yeah. That's provocative. It was very provocative. I was watching it at my yeah. sister's and her uh, husband's house, and they have five kids, and my nieces and nephews. And uh, Did, we they asked to leave. Did you tell them to leave the room when the <laughs> no, halftime we, show was going? No, we had to turn off the halftime show. We had to turn it off on the TV. So okay, it was well, that's, uh, very that's a very provocative. Idea. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, man. Yeah, it was. I wasn't very entertained by it. I couldn't really understand any of the words they were singing. I recognized a few of the songs, um, but besides the testosterone level in uh, males' lives, that. Uh, that was the part that really stood out to me. So, wow! <laughs> and I didn't see J Lo. How was that? Was that pretty good? Yeah, she's all right. Yeah, she's okay. Okay, all right. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, Hank was in Vegas too. What is Hank doing in Vegas? He's watching the Super Bowl with his wife Suzanne. He said he's hanging out with Charles Barkley, doing a bunch of different things. So I'm sure he had a great time in Vegas. That would be fun. Um, I've never been to Vegas at all, but to be there for a Super Bowl party, that had to be exciting. Yeah, that's what uh, a friend told me today, that you either go to the Super Bowl or you go to Las Vegas. That's, uh, that, those, those are the options. Really? And uh, Yeah. And uh, did you ha- get my over-under on the singing of the national anthem? I said under. How long was it? I don't know. It was a minute. I, ha- I clocked it at a minute and 50 seconds. The, the over-under was 2.01. Yeah, I picked under. You know, and when she was singing, I thought, man, there is no way that this thing goes two, mi- two minutes. There's no way. And sure enough, she stretched out the last part of it, and it was right at a minute and 50. Okay. So if you bet the under, you, you're a winner. Yeah, we, went, we did the prop bets last week on Saturday's show, and I, I, I bet the under there. Yeah. Way to go. How much, how much did you bet? About 1000 on that? <laughs> no. Monopoly money, not real money, Steve. Come on. Oh, man. Yeah. I can't believe how many. I'm changing the subject here on you, but I can't believe how many ad, how many commercials they had on this. I mean, it was just like one after the other. What was your favorite commercial? Do you have one? Yeah, I really enjoyed the TurboTax commercial when uh, they had everybody doing the the. Uh, they were shaking their legs, dancing the entire time. I really liked oh, okay. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That that looks like one of your uh, wedding dances, isn't it? Yeah, it looked like the uh, stinky leg. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know they had uh, they had a bunch of car car commercials. They had Porsche, they had Kia, they had uh, the Hummer, the new Hummer electric Hummer. Did you see that with LeBron? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, ooh, that was good. It was just uh, they they are not really bringing it out yet. You could just see the grill, and Hyundai had one. It's just a big, big car. And then they had some of the uh, Diet Pepsi, one of your commercials, Diet Pepsi. And then they had the Mountain Dew Zero commercial. They had the Snickers Hole commercial. Did you get that one at all? 
No, I didn't understand that one bit. Yeah, no. I didn't under I didn't understand it either. Um, the the one I liked the best though, Tim, was remember Deion Sanders late in the season with about a month ago, he would come on during the sh- during the football games and he'd have an ad and he'd say, Hey, you know, we're having this contest. Last year we had an ad that showed uh all these guys eluding tackles and it was at a banquet. And he said, We're we're gonna get we're going to have a contest and we're going to pick one kid to be in the commercial. And that was the take it to the house commercial. Did you remember seeing that? That was early on taking it to the house and the kids actually deliver the ball to the game, to the official right there at the start of the game. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, that was great. I did love that part. I, I wasn't including that in the commercials part, but that was no doubt the best. If you're going to include it, the best uh, commercial of the night. It was fantastic to see all the players and some of them were hitting each other. And it was, that that was, that was very fun to watch. That was an exciting start to the game. The kids got to jump around on the field and get the crowd pumped up. And that was, that was pretty cool. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you that for sure. How about the tide commercial? The one that never ended the tide commercial where the guy got the, uh, his shirt stained at the beginning of the Super Bowl, and then at the end, he finally got his shirt cleaned, and the lady uh, put some ice cream on it. That was that was uh, pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I didn't see the ending because I was in my car driving back to my apartment, so I didn't see the ending. Um, I did see like the first five or six of them um, that were airing in the first half, but uh, yeah, that was that was something else. We did have a couple presidential commercials there too yeah our president uh, donald trump and then the mini mike mike bloomberg had a commercial mm. hey let's uh let's take a break here real quick and then we got to talk about the other big a big event it was the biggest event in the pga year happened this week I mean, that's a waste management phoenix open had a really exciting finish and we're going to talk about that when we get back but first of all tell us about before we go tell us about any new voodoo pain relief cream stories that you can tell us Uh, i don't have any recent ones except for the one last week that i shared on saturday's podcast but i'll share it again so i went for a run last week for the first time in about two weeks two three weeks and i went hard in honor of kobe bryant i ran it hard i had that mamba mentality well when that happens and you take a couple of weeks off you wake up with some aching and barking calves so i put a little voodoo pain relief on my calves both my left and right and then went running again the following day after they were just barking and killing and hurting um and voodoo that's my sweet spot my calves are my sweet spot i've also put them on my thigh i've even put it on the bottom of my foot when i was suffering some plantar fasciitis the other week so check out voodoopainrelief.com for a free two-week supply of voodoo pain relief cream it's not that difficult. Let me interject here, Tim. Um, you know, I, I'm a skeptic when, when it comes to this free stuff. And you, and when, first when Hank said, you know, free two-week supply, I thought, you know, I'm going to get on the website and see how easy it is to, to get this done. And all you do is you go on the website, you click on the offer, it shows you exactly, you go to checkout, and it shows what the cost is. You put in the discount code, the the the... the uh, what do you call it? The uh, the promotional code, and it goes to zero. The, the the amount owed goes to zero. It's unbelievable. So easy. And if you have any anti-inflammatory responses, like you do with your plantar fasciitis, your calves when you're working out, um, everyone has aches and pains. Check it out. VoodooPainRelief.com. When we get back here. We're going to talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I want to get your take on it, and uh, I'll give you my, my two cents on it, too. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. 
smart enough to anticipate your needs even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> Welcome back to the Hank Haney Podcast. The great predictor, Steve Johnson, in with Minnesota Tim Parachka today. Uh, Hank is in Vegas. He's cashing in all his chips right now. But we're back to you. We're talking on, we're going to call this Monday Strong, Tim. A new Monday Strong edition after the Super Bowl and after the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Did you get a chance to watch the Phoenix Open, Tim? Absolutely, I did. Yeah, I saw the entire... Final round. I watched Saturday all day. That was a great. That was a great tournament. That was better than the Farmers Insurance Open, and it's not even close. Not even. Well, why do you say that? One, because of the atmosphere and the environment um, available at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, specifically on Saturday. And number two, we had two top fifteen players in the world: Tony Finau and Webb Simpson. Um, coming down the stretch on 17-18. Fino had the two-shot lead, bogeyed on 17, or did he par it? I forget. I think he parred on 17. And Webb Simpson goes birdie, 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 birdie to finish his round, go into a playoff, and then uh, one of the birdies I was talking about included the playoff, and he birdied that. So Webb's, But Webb Simpson's putt on the 18th hole, Steve? Yeah. That uphill right to left, oh, that was so clutch. That was a beautiful putt, one of the more clutch putts that I can remember. Yeah. You know, I've told this story before. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson was at the crossroads back in 2016 when the PGA Tour, USGA, has changed changed the rules about anchoring. Now, Webb Simpson was a player that had been using the belly putter I mean, since college, Tim. I mean, he'd been using it a long time, and there was a reason he was using it. Uh, he putted better doing it that way. Well, then the USGA in 2016 said, hey, you know what? You can't anchor anymore. And so Webb went back to putting conventional putting style, right hand low, left hand high. 
just a regular conventional style. I saw him in 2016 at the Honda Classic. He ended up not playing. I think he withdrew from that tournament. But I saw him on the putting green, the practice putting green, on Wednesday. Uh, Scott Pinckney, one of the players that I'd been watching at the time, was we were practicing. And I just happened to catch out of the corner of my eye. This one guy was with his caddy, and he was putting short putts, and he never wasn't making any of them. And I thought, I looked over, and I thought, oh, man. I, I said to Scott, I said, Scott, check this out. And we watched this guy hit a couple putts, and you could see visibly the club face shaking when he hit and his hands twitching. And we watched on and off for about a half hour, and I thought, oh, my gosh. I, said, I, I told Scott, I said, this poor guy's done. He, he has no chance anymore. And uh, we were watching Webb Simpson at the time. He was with Paul Tesori. And it's well documented. He tells a story. You know, he was sitting at the at the breakfast table with his wife and uh, saying, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, for a while there, he tried. He's a very uh, religious guy. He's got a lot, he lives by uh, his faith in, in Jesus. And he was saying prayers, and he was saying scripture, and he was trying to do all these things. He obviously trying to change his technique as well. He couldn't find anything that worked. And uh, when he switched over to the left arm lock with the claw right-hand grip, his putting changed dramatically. I mean, he went from hundred in the 120s to 50s in strokes gained putting to number seven in one year. Steve, I got it right here. In 2015, he was 174th in strokes gained putting. And then you go to 2016, and he is 177th. And then he flipped it, went to like 88th. And now he had several years of 6th, 11th, and now he's 7th on the tour this year in strokes gained putting. Unbelievable. What I mean, that, that, is, a, that is a miracle. And, you know, it just goes to show you, anyone that's out there that, that wants to get better, that has a challenge like the putting yips, like Webb Simpson did, you just got to keep trying different things. You can't keep trying the same thing and hope that you're going to get it. It's got to be something exotic, especially if you do have the yips. And what he did is he neutralized his left-hand yip by putting the, the shaft up his forearm. He neutralized the right-hand yip in his hand by using the claw grip. And uh, his his putting tempo is very, very quick now, too. He's changed everything about his putting. And uh, the proof is in, I hate that cliche, but the proof is in the pudding because he did he did sink two great putts on 18. The final, the 72nd hole, and then the 73rd hole, he's, he's made two great putts. And uh, he is your 2020 Waste Management Phoenix Open winner. Um, on Saturday, some neat things happened. I want to tell you, before we talk about Tony Finau's game, and, and uh, I mean, I think he did all right. I mean, he shot one under par today. He uh, had a three putt, you know, one of Hank's three keys to playing, getting the most out of your game is eliminating three putts. Well, he had one of those today. Um, but uh, Webb Simpson played with Bubba Watson on Saturday. And a friend of Webb Simpson's was telling me this morning that Bubba Watson, the fans were all over him yesterday. Now, Bubba shot 69 yesterday, uh, two under par. He had a disaster coming in. Uh, he bogeyed 18. He, he, he bogeyed a number of holes. Let me pull this up real quick. On the third round, uh, he bogeyed the 18th hole. Um, I'm not sure what he did on 15. He went par. Pard 16, pard 17, bogeyed 18, and the fans were all over him. And and I, I asked uh, Webb Simpson's buddy, I said, do, do they not like him? He says, no, no, they like him a lot. But they were just constantly, I mean, if the, playing at the Waste Management Phoenix Open takes some skills and takes, if you're rabbit ears type of guy, Man, it's a, it is a tough place to play because uh, even the fans that are on your side, they get carried away. Uh, the alcohol, the excitement, the being out there all day long, 
it just uh, it gets to some people. And Webb Simpson complimented Bubba Watson on Saturday. He said, "Man, you did a great job of just staying focused and just keeping keeping your head in the ball game." Now, Bubba Watson had a great round today. He shot 66, or excuse me, on Sunday, uh, shot 66, and he ended up coming in tied for third place, believe it or not. Yeah, he has a good history here, Steve. If you go back to 2014, 2015, he tied for second both years there. 2016, he tied for 14th. Miscut in 2017, 2018, not even close, T40. And then 2019, last year, T4. And so far this year, Bubba Watson's having a phenomenal season. Um, for someone that uh, has so many ups and downs, and he seems to be so inconsistent, whether he's either flying high or riding low. And so far this year, T8 at the Farmers Insurance Open, another great finish here at the uh, Waste Management Phoenix Open. And for a player who's won the Masters before, you can't rule him out so far at the way he's looking this year. Yeah, and you know, he had a terrible putting round on Sunday and still shot. Well under par. I mean, it must have had. They didn't show him. They didn't show one shot of Bubba Watson on Sunday, but uh, he was minus two strokes in strokes gained putting, and still shot sixty six, which is unbelievable. Yeah, he did, Steve. And one one other thing I wanted to ask you. So we were talking about the uh, different putting strokes. Uh, you got left hand low and right. all these different grips and stuff. The forearm thing. Uh, I know I'm not pronouncing it right or saying the right language for it, but you understand the drift. Right. Um, so Tony Finau on television, they kept on they kept on calling it the chopstick grip. The chopstick. They kept on calling Tony Finau's putting style the chopstick. Have yeah. you seen that before? I have. And and what they're referring to is the way his right hand is positioned on the grip. He has, I mean, this is a guy that he's six, six foot three, six foot four, big, lean, big, large hands. And uh, I got a chance to see Tony when he was a rookie on the tour. And he has changed his putting style a number of times, putting different putting grips and all that, left hand low. Um, the The chopstick looks more like his hand is positioned, right hand is positioned more like the claw, but he has, it almost looks like a cigar. It's got it between his two fingers. And what that does is, is it, is it takes out that little wiggle in his right hand. Anyone that's listening that has that, that uh, twitch, and we're not going to call it a yip because no one really admits that they have the yips. But if you have a little bit of a wiggle, if you feel like you're hitting it a little bit off center, especially in your right hand, you've got, you've got a little tremor there. And it's the worst when, you're, when your palm is facing the target. When your palm is facing the target, you're the most vulnerable to feel that kind of that twitch. When you turn your palm facing parallel to the target line, or right on the target line, perpendicular to the target, you, it's it's a different orientation to that hand, and you're not going to feel you, it. Put your hand in a position where you probably are not going to feel that yip. You're not going to anticipate the the hit. You're not going to feel that wiggle. And that's what Tony Finau has been doing uh, over the last five years on the PGA Tour, trying to find that positioning with his hands that will help him control the club face. Because we know the club face is like seven times more important than the path of the stroke. So if you can control the club face on your putting stroke, you're going to be a pretty darn good putter. They showed Tony Finau this morning, uh, excuse me, not yesterday morning, they showed him on the putting green first thing, well before he teed off. He was making some short putts. He knew putting was going to be key in his round today. Strokes game putting today, he was still, he, he beat the field. He was 1.1 strokes game putting. He was, he was uh, 4.9 for the week in strokes game putting, which is, which is a darn good putting week for Tony Finau. Yeah, it, it didn't seem like Tony Finau lost the tournament in any way, Steve. He didn't go bogey, bogey, double bogey or anything crazy. He had a very limited amount of bogeys during the week. I think he maybe just had one or two. And and he parred his way home. He had back-to-back birdies on the back nine. Webb Simpson just dominated the final few holes, and you just 
eventually have to tip your cap off to him. It's not like Finau choked the tournament away. Webb Simpson just grabbed it from him and chugged it like a Mountain Dew. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't do anything wrong. He just got beat. Yeah, but you know, he started off. Now Tony Finau is a guy that can dwarf a course, and his his driving has been has been very good. It was very good this week. He started off with seven straight pars. I mean, par in the third hole, which is a very reachable par five for Tony Finau, makes five on that hole. He's got to figure that he's losing. He's losing one. That's that's one that got away there. And then there are a lot of holes that are shorter holes. Uh, bogey's number eight. He three putts that and makes two birdies on the day. I mean, that, that that's the least amount of birdies he's made all week. In round three, on Saturday, he made uh, seven, eight. He made, gosh darn, he made uh, four birdies on the front, three on the back, plus an eagle. Guy shoots 62. He makes five birdies on round two on Friday. He makes three birdies in round one, um, 69, 66, 62, 70. Highest score of the week. The conditions were great. They were thinking that the conditions would get a little bit windy, in the afternoon, but they really didn't. I mean, the, the conditions were absolutely perfect and uh, just couldn't get it done. Two bogeys the entire week. That's not bad. That's, that's very good. No. And you know what? I, I'm not going to, he did not, I don't think he choked it. I, I agree 100% with you. I mean, Hank would tell us that when a guy's in contention to win, when he's on or near the lead with nine holes left, the top players close about a third of the time. And he's just got to be there. He's got to get there more. He's only won one tournament. It was a, it was a secondary event in, in Mexico. This is only the second time that he's had a lead after 54 holes. Hmm. And, you know, for a guy that turned pro when he was 17, um, that's where you've got you to look at Hey, why? Why all of us? Why can Webb Simpson close these things? Well, you know, he's won at every level. When you make a jump from a, a junior golfer to a pro golfer, that is a tremendous leap. And uh, Randall Shambly, I think, said it best. I think you know, there's nobody, there's nobody uh, more volatile. It can tear this thing up than Tony Finau. Tony Finau is is on the brink of of doing something great. He's just, he's got a great attitude. Mm -hmm. Uh, My wife and I were watching the, the tournament yesterday. And I said, you know what? He is a super, he is, he he is great character, great attitude. He is, uh, what you see is what you get with Tony Finau. He is, he is, he's the real deal. I mean, he's not, uh, he doesn't have a inside the ropes persona. And then, uh, you know, once he gets outside the ropes, he's got a different persona. There's a lot of guys that are that way. Mm-hmm. A big, he's a big him. family guy, Steve, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And a couple, a couple quick things before we take our our last break, our second break. Um, when you look at the numbers, Tony Finau, he was sixth in approach shots to the green and fifth in putting for the week. Now that's a very, that's very much a winning formula. Then you look at Webb, Simpson for, Webb Simpson's formula this week, and one major part of winning that Hank always talks about is getting a lucky break somewhere, someplace. Well, Webb Simpson had a hole-in-one in the third round. Yeah. That, that, that's a pretty major break. <laughs> and then um, you look at Webb Simpson's first in approach shots to the green and 12th in putting. So both of these guys had the recipe to win the event. But Webb Simpson had the hole in one, and um, that that was the difference. And he made the big putt on eighteen. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that is huge. I mean he wasn't even on the green on the seventy second hole. He was just off the green, seventeen and a half feet of putt there. And uh, you know what? He could have made that putt in a, in a hole half as big as the one in the four and a quarter inches. I mean he made it right dead center, and. Uh, Congratulations to Webb Simpson. Hey, when we get back, I want to tell you, uh, we've talked at length about, uh, you know, we had that premier golf league that uh, is rumored about coming out. And, uh, you know, Phil Mickelson played with some of the organizers there in Saudi Arabia. 
we got to talk a little bit about that tournament too, because Graham McDowell made a huge leap up the world rankings. I think he, he got, uh, we'll have to check and see exactly what he is. It, it, what is world rank? He's got 48 points for winning that tournament. It was a great field, but, uh, we got to talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open because you, you, uh, there were rumors floating around that you thought that the PGA Tour was uh, was not doing too well. And so we need to talk about that when we get back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my my dance, <laughs> Welcome back to Monday Strong here on the Hank Haney Podcast with the great predictor Steve Johnson and also Minnesota Tim Parachka. And when we left, I, I mean, I teased you a little bit with the the rumor that Tim, well, it wasn't even a rumor. I heard you say it, Tim. You said that there are way too many PGA Tour events, that your theory was that we need to trim it down a little bit, that uh, too many events, not enough marquee players. We've got a lot of players playing in Europe. Then this new Premier Golf League, 18 events, $10 million purses. You're thinking, oh, my gosh, this is going to blow the whole thing up. You were, uh, what was that noise you made again? There you go. Yeah, you're flexing. You're flexing your muscles because you thought you had it right. You thought, hey, Steve, look what I, I, I predicted it. I'm now the great predictor because it sounded like you were saying that the PGA Tour is going to 
reduce the amount of events that they are going to have because of these 18 events that all these premier players, the top 48 in the world are going to go to. Is that uh, what I'm hearing you say? Um, no, not at all, Steve. Uh, taking my con- my comments out of context like normal. So let me explain. I said the World Golf Tour would force... I'm sorry about that. Let me, let me interject here. I'm sorry about that. I've been watching the impeachment trial. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people are taking stuff. I think I, think I just... Uh, the reason I do that is because uh, no one says what the truth is. Yeah, so. that's true. Anyway. No, good point. Okay, fair point. Go for it. Yeah, you got caught up in the controversy. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, so, yeah, I just said the World Golf Tour. I said the PGA Tour wasn't going to go away, and I said the World Golf Tour had too many questions to take over the PGA Tour. I, I don't think Tiger Woods will leave to go to the World Golf Tour because there's too many questions about it. However, what I did say is that the World Golf Tour will create adjustments and force the PGA Tour to make change. I was just thinking about this earlier today, Steve. The PGA Tour has to be one of the leading organizations in professional sports that's afraid of change. Golf in general is so afraid of change, or else we would see more tournaments like the Waste Management Phoenix Open. That's just telling it like it is, like Hank and you talk about. The Waste Management Phoenix Open. You don't like the crowds? Whatever. They raised $14 million for charity. $13 million last year. You act like this crowd thing is just a huge party and it's so uh, selfish. Golf acts like nothing great is happening here. They raised $14 million and the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and Hank tweeted this out and got a bunch of retweets, the, Hank, the Waste Management Phoenix Open is what so many other tournaments, including the Byron Nelson, which we just talked about, that's what tournaments should emulate. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Why are you so afraid to change and grow? Well, you know, they had, uh, a few years ago, they used to have, these tournaments would have specialty holes where they'd have special events. And, you know how important I think the caddy is to the game of golf, right? The caddy is very important. By the way, Golf Channel is going to run a special on the caddies this next week. I want you to stay tuned for that. I'm going to break it down for you. But at these tournaments, I, I, I tell you, the Colonial, back when it used to be called the Colonial National Invitational, now it's called the Charles Schwab Invitational, which will take place. They used to have on this one hole, I think it's hole number 13 or 14, they, it was a par three, and it was had water around it, so it wasn't like the Coliseum like they have at uh, the Waste Management Tournament, but it was a highly populated hole. And what would happen after the players hit their, their tee shots and they got off the tee, they would have bets on which caddy would get to the green fastest. And that was the, that was the bet. And so the caddies got into it. So it was like uh, the dot race. You've seen that at uh, sporting events, you know, where they've got the dot race and they go around the, the track and which dot's going to win and which well, who are you going to bet on? Well, they did that with the caddies. Well, the PGA Tour came out and said, hey, you know what? That's, we're not doing that anymore. They used to do it at Phoenix as well, the caddy race. They used hole number 16 to do it. Um, but they decided that that was beneath them, that they didn't want to do that, that that was the, beneath the dignity of the game and the PGA Tour put uh, the kibosh on it. They told them, man, we're not doing that anymore. So I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't know if we could take every week of the Phoenix Open. Uh, I, I like the, the variety. I like now they're going this week. They're going to up the coast to Pebble Beach, the, the AT&T Pro-Am on three different courses. The weather's going to be beautiful. This is a bucket list Pro-Am for anyone that's out there that is looking for a Pro-Am to play in. Uh, the weather's going to be great this week, so it'll be awesome. They play, I think they're playing Spyglass Hill, Pebble Beach Golf Links, and the Peninsula uh, Country Club there, Monterey, Bay, uh, Monterey Peninsula Golf, uh, Country Club. Beautiful courses. It would be hard to, it, it would be, that event really doesn't lend itself to the waste management kind of format. And then the next week after that, they have the Riviera tournament. I mean, you could do something at Riviera. 
That's a longstanding event. It's a Tiger Woods event benefiting the Tiger Woods Foundation. But uh, I think maybe once a month, Tim, uh, like maybe when they go to the East Coast, when they go to Florida, maybe the Honda should be like that. Yeah, the Honda tournament, fair. maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. so each part of the country would have an opportunity to get crazy, to get wild and crazy, and uh, to make it into a, a celebration of golf and a celebration of drinking. You know? <laughs> right, I love that idea, Steve. That that might be your greatest idea ever. And one more point that I wrote down earlier today that I didn't share. It seems, and I don't think it. I don't even think it's a seems. Tournaments are deciding that they would rather die on the PGA Tour than force change. Like they're they're that obsessed with the tradition and honor and like this is the way golf has to be, and we're not going going to do anything about it. Right, and and you know what they can. These are different events. I mean, they're not going to be the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open overnight. But the Waste Management Phoenix Open wasn't like it is overnight either. It kind of evolved into that. So what I hear you saying is that you're, you're, you're asking these tournament directors to be innovative. Yes. To, to, to look outside the box. Absolutely. To, to explore different avenues where the, the fans may be interactive. Um, now, we are going to have gambling here pretty soon. So uh, that, that could be a whole different complexion to the game. You know, you could be... Uh, you could be out there, you know, yelling at one of the players, hey, make this, I've got $100 on it. You know, it, uh, the game could change quite a bit. But I get your point, and uh, your point is well taken. I, I like the, let's look outside the box. And, I mean, everyone that, every, not every top player went to the Waste Management Phoenix Open, but they did have a, a darn good field. They had, uh, I love how they finished early too. Can't, I, I can't believe that, I can't stand watching a tournament where, uh, you know, it's getting dark and they're going to have to have a playoff or they have to finish on Monday for some reason. I like, you know, they split the tees, half the field. Now there's 65 in ties this, this year. It used to be 70 in ties, Tim. 65 in ties make the weekends. Everyone continues to play Saturday and Sunday. And what they did at the Waste Management Phoenix Open to finish early, first of all, they started early, and they had half the field tee off on the back nine, the other half on the front nine, the leaders on the front. And uh, that got them around really quickly. And uh, they kept things moving. There's not a lot of waiting. I only saw one group wait on 17, and that was Bubba Watson's group, was waiting on 17 because all of the guys were going to hit the green from the, their tee shot. It's a very short par four. So maybe they, uh, maybe they are going to have them play a little bit faster. You know, I, I mean, like uh, J JB Holmes wasn't an issue. He, uh, he kind of fell off a little bit today. He couldn't hit a fairway, but he was, remember him back at the farmer's insurance open. He was the guy that stood out there for like four minutes on the 18th hole, trying to figure out what, what he was supposed to do. Genesis open, Steve. Last year. Was it the Genesis? The Riviera, yeah. Are you sure? That's the tournament he won, right? No, no, no. This is the one This is the one that uh, Norrin... I'm going to have to look it up. Hang on here. I'm, I'm looking it up here. Are you talking about the tournament he won or lost? No, it was at, it was at Torrey Pines. Oh, yeah. He when lost he, when it. He, he lost oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he wanted to hole out a wedge from about yeah. 150. yeah. He said he had a better chance of holding out a wedge from 150 than going for the green in two and right. uh, getting an eagle. I remember that. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah, I thought I was going cry. I thought I was getting a little uh, dementia there. Yeah, you're good. You're good, Steve. You're the okay. great predictor. You're the great forecaster, and you see everything. Um, <laughs> any any other closing remarks you want to make about the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the Saudi Arabia International, or uh, the Super Bowl? You know, let, let me make a little quick hit on all three of them. Waste Management Phoenix Open, I thought it was very successful. I predicted this morning that Webb Simpson was going to win, even though he was he was a shot back. I've got verification of that. So I'm going to count that as a win for the great predictor. The Super Bowl, man, I had the 49ers. 
I got, I got to be honest. I, th- I thought the 49ers were going to win. I, I don't really, uh, didn't study the, the teams that much. Don't see them that much on TV here in Dallas. So I was, uh, they were sentimental favorites, Northern California, went to school up there um, in college. So I thought uh, maybe that could bring him through, but it didn't. The Mahomes, just, uh, he showed his true colors. He showed why he was uh, like, like what you said. Hey, he's could be one of the best quarterbacks ever. And then uh, in Saudi Arabia, hey, you know what? More power to the European tour. Great win from for Graham McDowell. I mean, he's made a big comeback. He's he's a player that is not really all that long, not a really all that accurate, but he is a gamer. And I can remember him in college, Tim. He would make six, seven birdies around, and he, he I mean, he would win tournaments by seven, eight shots, fifty-four hole events. He was just a dominant player, and uh, he's coming back. He's had a lot of life change as well. I mean, he's got married, has kids. He owns a bar there in uh, in Orlando, so he uh, he's got a lot of stuff. He's got a lot of plates in the air. But congratulations to him. What about you? Any final thoughts? Yeah, a couple. One, Hank will be back tomorrow. He's in Vegas watching. He watched the Super Bowl with Charles Barkley and everything. So Hank will be back on Tuesday on the Hank Haney podcast uh, to react to the Super Bowl, to discuss his experience in Vegas, and of course react to the. Waste Management Phoenix Open. So that's coming tomorrow. Um, and a second thing, yeah, just my thoughts about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Um, create more change on the PGA Tour. Don't be afraid of it. Don't back down from it because um, that's the way you're going to grow the game. And then lastly, congrats to Andy Reid and a uh, huge career coming for Patrick Mahomes after he won his first Super Bowl at like 24 years old. So uh, those are my closing remarks on the Hank Haney podcast. Steve, take us out. Okay. Hey, why don't you tell them how to, they can contact us if they have a question for us. Yeah, so you can email the show, hankhaneygolf at outlook.com. Tweet the show at Hank Haney on Twitter and call the show, 833-426-5763, extension 801. And uh, I visit all three of those often throughout the day. So you leave it, I'll see it. Nice. And remember, if you want help on your golf game, golfschools at hankhaney.com. You just send us a down-the-line video. Just take your mobile device. Tell us what your big miss is, what the ball flight is. I slice it, I hook it, I top it, I pop it up. Whatever it is, within 24 hours, we're going to send you back a start of a good game plan. A lot of you have taken us up on it, and if you haven't, there is absolutely no excuse. It's free. It's our service to you. Golf schools with an S at hankhaney.com. Hey, until tomorrow when Hank's back from Vegas, this is the great predictor, Steve Johnson and Minnesota Tim. We're out. Thanks for tuning into the Hank Haney Podcast. Listen, follow, rate, and share on iTunes, on the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can make your thoughts and questions heard by emailing the show at hankhaneygoff at outlook.com. And you can also tweet me directly by sending your tweets to at Hank Haney on Twitter. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.